Hey, Seth, guess what? What's that? Our podcast is about to turn a year old. Ooh, we're going to have a birthday. Yes, a birth... I can't believe we've been doing this for almost a year. I know, it's crazy, right? It's absolutely insane. You know what the best part of birthdays are? What's that? It's the presents. I mean, you got to admit, it's the presents, right? I do I do like presents. I also like birthday cake, but I like presents. What do you think our parishioners could get us for, for our birthday? Um. Well, I like owl things. <gasps> what? <laughs> I like owls. I, th- I was thinking maybe something for the show. Maybe something both of us could use. Oh, oh, I guess if you if you insist. Do you know what we should do for our birthday? What we should do a birthday show where we kind of do a look back over the first year. Yeah, and, and like maybe do some best of clips or something. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. That would be. Wouldn't that be a blast? That would be so fun. Okay, so as a birthday present to to dropping Sunday, listeners, if you have a favorite episode from the past year, please. Send it to us. Tell us tell us what it is. We'll replay it. We'll 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 talk about it. We'll talk about maybe a little behind the scenes, what we were feeling or thinking during that time frame. Uh, and I think that that would be a great present to give us. What do you think? I agree. I think, and it, you know what? It won't cost you anything. It won't cost you anything. But I'm greedy. I'm greedy on my birthday. You want lots of presents? I like oh. lots of presents. I like yeah. I like lots of presents. Listeners, please. Tell, tell somebody about us. Yeah. Tell, tell five of your friends to listen to us. If we see those numbers jump up, we'll know that you've uh, that you've given us a great present by, by telling your friends about it. What, what do you think, Andre? Is that you think that'll work for us? I think so. You know what? That that'll kind of be like giving a present to us and to your friends. Oh wow! Because we're the gift to your friends. Wow. <laughs> uh, Pod listeners out there, thank you in advance for 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 making it a happy birthday for us. And for uh, for reaching out to to your friends, and to reaching out to us and telling us your favorite parts, we're we're looking forward to our one year celebration. Andrea, yeah, you ready to get to the show? Let's do it. We survived youth group, and we still love Jesus somehow. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. <laughs> Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. In case this is your first time around here, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. But we'd like to know if either of those things happen. Yes, this is uh, a podcast by Christians for Christians. But you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? It's fantastic. Fantastic. How's vacation going? It's wonderful. <laughs> um, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, uh, yes. No. You know what? No. Let's have this episode be no funny stories. Can we do hey, that? You know what? Uh, can I point out that in last week's episode, you asked me like three times, can I tell you a story? And you know what I did? I just said, yes, sure. Absolutely. You can. You know what? <laughs> you got to stop listening to our old episodes. <laughs> I feel like it's just ammunition. I don't like it. I don't like it. I I love it actually. <laughs> um, so I had a funny thing happen, uh, but it, this actually happened before I left for vacation. Okay, but it has to do with my vacation, so that's why I feel like got it. It why I feel like it fits. I had to make a call um, the week before I left to a guy that lives in Fort Collins, and uh, give him a credit card for work for an invoice and 
we were doing that. This small feels like talk. a lot of a lot of information. I know. I'm sorry. I I tend to do that. My my apologies, guys. Um, so I've told this story a lot. Name? It is. What was his name? Uh, Chris. Chris was okay. his name. Okay. And what was the invoice for? <laughs> Shut up. And so, <clears throat> anyway, I just I need everyone to know that this is a work thing, because in a minute it's going to get kind of weird. Um. So <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> so we're doing, the, we're doing that small talk thing you do at the beginning of a conversation with somebody that you don't talk to very often. Like you ask them how their heart or, is. Right. Yeah, no, you like talk about the weather and stuff. And sure. so he said, um, I said, so how are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in the Rockies, in the Rocky Mountains. And I'm like, oh, I said, it's a beautiful day here in Texas because we have been having fantastic weather. And I said, by the way, I'm going to be up your way here in, in a week or so. He goes, oh, really? And we we're talking about it. And I said, yeah, we're going to be spending the night in Colorado Springs on our way up to Wyoming. And he's like, wow, okay. And he said, if you, <laughs> he said, if you are uh, going through uh, his city around lunchtime, then he said, give me a call. I'd love to take you to lunch. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I'm like, I'll keep that in mind. I'm not, I wasn't going to call him, you know. So then, by the guys, way, I guys, to- hold on. I'm just going to pause you real quick. <laughs> this is how you know Andrea is not a seven because a seven would hear that and change their plans. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. Yeah, we're doing that. What's the best food in Fort Collins? That's what we're going. That's where I, we're going. I, you know what? Let me look up real quick. Where where's where Guy Fieri been in, in Fort Collins? That's where we're going. I'm gonna get a picture of myself eating whatever guy ate in front of the picture of guy eating it. Yeah. See, and I that didn't even enter my mind. Okay. My first thought was, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Okay, George. But I said, I said, I'll keep that in mind. I've got your number here. He's like, Yeah, absolutely. So we get done with the work stuff. We're getting ready to get off the phone. He goes, by the way. I'm sorry. This is so funny to me. <laughs> every time. I'm cutting this whole I'm, I'm, I'm cutting it. the story out is what I'm doing. Go ahead. No. Okay. You can't. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. And so he, we're getting ready to get off the phone and he goes, by the way. Oh, and I should mention he's British. So he's got this very posh accent. And he goes, by the way, where are you staying? <laughs> In Colorado Springs. Have you got a boyfriend? <laughs> And I swear, I do not even for a second think that that's what was happening. But how am I supposed to answer that? Because we 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 stayed at the Comfort Inn and Suites over by the Air Force Academy. Like I wasn't. We spent one night in Colorado Springs. That was on our way to our final destination. Yeah. And so I tell him that and he goes. He says, "Oh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Hold on." He says, I'm not familiar with that one, but I've heard that the Broadmoor is quite nice. <laughs> you got a boyfriend? And I'm like, the Broadmoor. The Broadmoor? I can't afford the Broad... I can't afford the Broadmoor? Oh, my word. I was like... So then when he got off the phone, he, he reiterated the um, invitation, but instead of lunch, it was now a cup of coffee. I got downgraded because... Yeah. Apparently, Comfort Inn and Sweets is not very nice compared yeah, he, to the well, Broad Bowl. What, ha- what happened is that he Googled Comfort Inn and Sweets real quick because he did not know what it meant. And he was like, wait a minute. You're staying in a motel. Okay. Hold on. 
first of all, <laughs> Choice Hotels is a commercial on TV all the time. So how are you not familiar? I'm not familiar with hmm. that one. I must not have seen it on the telly. Was it on BBC One or BBC Two? Hmm. <laughs> but the Broadmoor is quite Broadmoor. nice. The Broadmoor is quite nice. Yes. Also, the, Bro- the Broadmoor hey, by is the way, quite expensive. By the way, just in case you're curious, the Broadmoor is quite nice. Okay, but hold on. Because of COVID-19, you might be able to get it for cheap. So through the magic of editing, I'm going to find out how much the Broadmoor is right now. Well, can we talk about before you, while you're looking at prices? Because I I have looked at what they have to offer, and they have like their classic hotel rooms, which are not classic, like Comfort Inn and Suites are. Uh, they also have suites available. Um, they have some cottages, including an eight bedroom cottage. Okay. And they also have they have the winter estate that you can rent. I'd okay. like to know how much that one costs, but I don't think that's available to see online. You probably have to have connections for that one. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up rooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, classic. Whoa. Whoa. This is a nice room. Okay. Pause. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to click. I'm gonna just going to see what the price is. We're just going to see. I'm going to pretend like I'm going tomorrow. Let's do that. Okay, check availability. One night. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So, um, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to point out that, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I like staying in hotels. I, I do. I do. I do not like paying for hotels. So when I have to travel for work, I don't mind staying in a good hotel. Uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. also, you know, going to stay someplace where I trust, you know, how they clean it, especially in, mm-hmm. in these COVID times. Um, right. A couple of weeks ago, I was in New Orleans. I told you the story. I, last minute thing, I was able to get a room at the JW Marriott for I think it was like one hundred and twenty seven dollars, right? Like, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. The cheapest room that I can see right now uh, for this week is uh, classic room is three hundred and five dollars. Wow, that's, that's probably for- a deal too. I bet that is. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the cottage suite, one bedroom, um, mm-hmm. is eight hundred and forty dollars. So, um, <clears throat> that's that's a night. That that that's a night. Okay, so yeah, so I hear the Broadmoor is nice. So that's the Broadmoor is quite nice. Quite nice. Okay, well, I am so glad. So you didn't stay at the Broadmoor, but you're you're having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, that's good. That's good. He was, uh, I think he might have been hitting on you like uh, like a single youth pastor looking after. Oh, 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 oh my gosh. That- <laughs> oh, you got uncomfortable. You visibly got uncomfortable just now because guess what? We are talking about youth group culture today. Yes, we are. Because I saw a tweet and I sent it to you and I said, we have to talk about this. Yes. Right. Isn't that, yes. Is that how it happened? I, I mean, I think so. I don't know. It's been it's been a minute since we started planning this. Yeah. And I've been excited about it the entire time. Because uh, we knew it was going to be good. Yeah. Refresh my memory on, on what that tweet said. So I saw this tweet that said, has anyone written coronavirus on a piece of paper and thrown it into a bonfire at youth camp yet? I'm ready to try anything. I mean, we can, first of all, we are ready to try anything. <laughs> And then, Absolutely anything. And then you're like, by the way, 
Had, did you ever do that? And I'm like, of course. Okay, can we talk about youth groups for, for an episode? Yes. Yes, we sure can. Well, and I think that you and I are both particularly appropriate to talk about these things because not only do we grow up in youth group, but you were a youth pastor. Uh-huh. And I also worked for, when I first started at Bethesda, I worked for Josh Geary, who was the youth pastor at the time. So yeah. I was the administrative assistant and chaperone of all all the trips, chaperoned all the trips. So yeah. I think that we are both particularly qualified to uh, absolutely. discuss this. Absolutely. So let, let's hit the, uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about youth group theme music and then we can go from there, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So um, this is obviously uh, Jesus Freak by DC Talk, which was very influential in the uh, in the youth band. Uh, the youth band. Goodness gracious. Okay. So something that I did is that I went into one of the uh, Facebook groups that I'm a part of, um, and I this is the this is the note that I put. I said I'm recording a podcast about youth group culture. What is, uh, what's your most or least favorite youth group trope? Oh my goodness! Yes, 180 comments later, we got that. Some, we got some data. <laughs> we got some data. Okay, so here we go. I gotta ask, and I think we may have talked about this before, but what was the name of your youth group? Because one of the big youth group tropes is you gotta have a cool name. I think for most of, because our name changed a few times. Yeah. But for most of my growing up years, we were, I think we were Edge, which is funny because that's what the youth group at Bethesda is. Edge. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, for sure. Edge. Yeah. I know of a fire brand. That's fun. (laughs) Mine growing up was uh, Cross Training Youth Ministries. Our youth pastor was real big into fitness, person like physical fitness. And so cross training. Cross training that would that would actually be really appropriate today with you know CrossFit being so you know there's at least a dozen youth groups within our city that are, that are called CrossFit absolutely absolutely um, here are a few others uh, Ignite okay. Focus uh, Fuse oh here's one Cross Train Cross Train yeah 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 uh, Catalyst uh huh Rooted Rooted is a good one Root. I thought you said I thought you said wounded, and I'm like, well, not until after you graduate. Um, I mean, you don't, you can't talk about how wounded you get. You actually get until later. Rooted, uh, right? Yeah, rooted. Uh, elevate, impact. elevate for sure, for sure. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Man. Let's just kind of go through some of these things, and and, okay. and anything that you want to bring up, any stories that that it might bring up for you, all all great. Um, I think that it's important to understand that a lot of people got hurt in youth group and a lot of people walked away from the faith because of what happened in youth group. There's also a lot of people that solidified their faith in youth group and are believers today because of that. And so right. we want, we, we, we are going to talk to the entire spectrum of people <laughs> we are going to talk about the good. We're going to talk about the bad. We're going to talk about the pretty. We're going to talk about the ugly. 
Uh, and, yeah. and we're, we're just going to figure out a way to kind of, kind of muddle through this, but there are some tropes that are youth group tropes that are, um, <clears throat> that, that are challenging for people to hear, including the one that, uh, I was so cavalierly threw out there earlier of the youth leader hitting on the youth group girls. Any, <laughs> I've got a story. I've got a story. I'm not going to ask for any of your stories, but I, I've got a story. <laughs> Let me hear your story. Well, first of all, did you ever have a youth leader? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. So Well, here's um, the thing. I did not. Yeah. I I did not. When I Because Pastor Rusty pastor, was married. Pastor Rusty was married and go. had had two kids. And then when, when Pastor Rusty left, we act the two we had a we had a single male youth leader, but we also had a single female youth leader. Yeah. So and it, it just it it never happened, at least not that I was aware of. And as a pastor's daughter, I think I would have known. Yeah. Um. I, so we had a youth leader who, um, okay, let me tell you how this happens first of all, okay? <laughs> this is important for people to understand. A lot of people want to get in ministry, but the only job they can get is a youth pastor at a church. And so right. there is a thing about... You're a youth pastor just to cut your teeth. And if you can make it as a youth pastor, then maybe we'll let you, maybe we'll let you teach an adult Bible study one day. I mean, it's, it's very much that. Okay. So kids that are just out of Bible college or maybe who didn't even go to Bible college that Mm -hmm. might be 19, 20 years old, and they just still want to hang out with their peers, but their natural leader, sometimes they get tapped on the shoulder to be a youth pastor or youth leader. Right. And so maybe a youth leader that's getting paid like part-time. Yeah. Yeah. hundred dollars a month to to entertain our kids. Absolutely. Exactly. Because they don't tithe. So they don't, they don't matter. Um, so, Oh, sorry. I should wrong. Not have (laughs) said, listen, if you detect any lies, if there are any lies detected, you can, you can absolutely speak up, but. I didn't think so. Okay. So what you have is you have very young men, typically young hormonal mm-hmm. men that are around developing females that, that are, they might only be two or three years apart. Right. Right. But yeah, then that it kind of comes with that whole, you're a leader, you have influence and you don't know the difference. We actually had a youth leader in our youth group um, make the decision to step down from being a youth leader so that he could date one of the girls in the youth group. Um, they are okay. married and have kids and they're still married. So good, good decision for them. Right. Cause yeah. that was 20 something years ago. Right. But at the mm-hmm. time, super, super weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really super weirded us weird, out. really weirded us out. So, um, okay. So, so there's, there's kind of one of the, the negatives uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about some more negatives, uh, purity culture <laughs> real big. Okay. So the very first comment, very first comment <laughs> was, uh, we sat in circles along the walls of a small room. Uh, you could tell epic dramas, tragedies, and romances based on eye contact, like a telenovela. So much happened in one hour increments. Uh, here's something a little less nuanced. The chewed gum metaphor. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the chewed gum metaphor? I do. Oh, I do. you don't want to. You don't want to talk about it. 
I, so I didn't have the negative experience with purity culture that a lot of people have. Okay. And, and I'm realizing, cause there's, there's another podcast that we listen to or that I listen, I think you listen to them as well. They have a, they have a, a podcast that a second podcast that I actually don't listen to. And they talked about purity culture, but I follow them all on Instagram and based on the comments and, and things that I've seen from other people, I've realized that purity culture was really a, a bigger issue than I experienced. And I think, and you know, we had my dad on the on the show um, a couple of months ago. I was about to say, I think it might have been because of the leadership in your church. (laughs) I think so. So, I think that that because um, because of my dad and my or my parents both, and just the the expectations and the truth that they they gave me, it it was not. Not to say that we didn't talk about it. Of course you did. I, I don't think you can have a youth group and not talk about purity. Sure. But I think that the way it was handled it was just way different, maybe, than what a lot of people experienced. And yeah. so I find, I find that sad. I find well, that very I'm realizing, sad. I'm realizing right now that we probably should have given a trigger warning to, to people who might be <laughs> listening to this. So um, the, I, we're going to, yeah. So. Sorry. I I just remember a little late. I just remembered that this happened. Um so our youth pastor took us in, you know, we had the separate the guys and girls into different rooms mm-hmm. situation. So my youth pastor took all the guys, put us in a little side room and uh brought out like a summer sausage and a samurai sword and chopped it in half and said that uh, I don't even remember what it was for, but it was very much like if you try to mess with any of the girls here, I'll cut your off. It was very like, yeah, like it was very harsh. And we were like, this is strange. Um, like a lot of, a lot, just, just a lot of like, uh, a lot of talk about not like you definitely don't masturbate. Like definitely don't, whatever you do, don't do that. Like a lot of talk about that. It was, there was a lot of emphasis on, Man. on whacking it in our youth group. It was crazy. It was, it's crazy. This, I don't know how much of these convers- things I have hold to bleep on. out. This conversation is going. I feel like it's going off track. No, you're good. Go ahead. I, but it's not. That's the problem. That is hundred percent the problem. So with the chewed gum metaphor, and I apologize if this triggers anybody. I really, I really do. Yeah. Is the idea of you're a perfect, beautiful stick a stick of extra gum, you know, double mm-hmm. mint, and uh, if you have sex with someone, you're letting them chew your bubble gum. And no one else will ever have that perfect bubble gum again. It's it's bad. Or like uh, the they would take a rose and peel off petals and throw them on the ground. Like every time you sleep with someone, all you're doing is you're destroying this beautiful rose. Or uh, they would do the scotch tape and put the t- piece of tape together and undo it. And like, see, it's not even sticky anymore. Like you're very much like you're worthless yeah. if you have sex with anyone. And and well, it was real damaging. There was, was a lot of shame, a lot of shame attached yeah. to that. And man, I just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's, uh, it's not great. That kind of stuff still goes on. Okay. Let's talk about something positive. I'll let you, okay. I'll let you pick something. If you, if you, if you have something, if not, I'll jump in there with something positive. One thing that I remember from my youth group days, and I, 
I think some of this is because of where I grew up and where I where I lived when I was in youth group, lived in a small town. And I don't think, I don't know if it's still like this today. And I know this was 20 years ago, which pains me to say that, by the way, 20 years ago. But Wasn't I just longer re- than that. You're way older than that, aren't you? Aren't you I'm super not, old? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I was just I, it was a little longer for you, I think. Yeah, just, but like not much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a few, uh, several years, I'm pretty it's sure. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I'm an, <laughs> I'm an okay. old man. It's fine. <laughs> By the way, it's way it's way past my bedtime. I need Metamucil and a nap. It's past my bedtime too. Um, but I remember that we spent like weekends, like every night of the weekend, Friday night, Saturday night. We were always doing stuff. We were always yeah. together. We just wanted to hang out. That's and right. We hung out at the church. We had a big, you know, youth group service. Was obviously in the gymnasium. We had to set up every week and tear down every week because. That gym was used for a daycare during <laughs> Monday through Friday, of course. Yeah. And we had it on Sunday nights. And anyway, I just remember there was just a camaraderie that I don't know if that's as common these days. And I know some of that is because of uh, changes socially. But also, now that I'm in a bigger city in Fort Worth, I don't see it the way I did when I lived in in Hurley. You know, it was just it was there was nothing else to do. But hang out and we would I just I think that was a positive. And if you have the right kind of people in your youth group, you know, have the right people to hang out with, then that's a good thing because you're spending your time doing doing fun stuff. And we I we did one thing I remember us doing, and I think other youth groups did this, was uh, fundraisers for youth camp and mission oh, trips. Of course. So, okay, let's talk about it. Cause one of my, let me, let me say one thing and then we're going to talk about fundraisers. Okay. Um, I have never attended a high school reunion and I live two hours from my high school. Never yeah. have never will zero interest because my friends were not in high school. My friends were in my youth group. So right. if we ever put together like a youth group reunion, your boy would be there. Like in a heartbeat, right? For sure. Okay. <clears throat> so what are some of the fundraisers for, because you, you mentioned one that I was going to talk about like mission trips and like mm-hmm. uh, conference trips and that kind of stuff. Staying in a hotel as a, as a teenager with your friend. Okay. We'll get there. The most but fun thing. What were some of the, um, what were some of the, the fundraisers that you guys did? So the one I remember there are two that I want to talk about. The one I one I remember is we would buy boxes of crispy crispy cream donuts, right on, and sell them for five dollars a box. And yes, you'd get orders, course. and then you'd buy them, and you'd have to deliver. You'd have to go pick them up at like six o'clock in the morning from yep. down at the Krispy Kreme and deliver them to people's houses. And you'd also get some extra and sell them. We sold them at the four way stop. <laughs> Just. Because that was the main intersection in town. Out there with a shaking a shaking a, far, a fireman's boot, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So it was just it was a blink. It was a four way stop. It was the yeah. only stoplight in town, and it was wow. just a blinking stoplight. And we would just stand on the corner, and when people would stop at the stop sign, we'd say, "Hey, you want a box of donuts for five bucks?" Could <laughs> you imagine in October? <laughs> Of 2020 <laughs> with COVID-19 <laughs> being a thing, 
to see a bunch of teenagers out there with boxes of Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I'll give you $5 for that. Goodness gracious. I'll give you $5 for the coronavirus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Okay, but, so um, yeah. I want to hear about your second one. But before yeah, you do. No, you go ahead. I'm going to let you know, We didn't have Krispy Kreme. Okay. We didn't have that. Um, so what we did, and I, I've mentioned this before on the show, and I apologize. We literally had slave auctions where we would get up and people would, and it would be like after the afternoon meal where you pay $12 for a baked potato. You know what I mean? Right. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. $12 and for then, a baked potato with broccoli and nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you got to pay another $5 to buy one of Aunt Hetty's cakes. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those. Um, and then all the able-bodied people get up and you're like, I think I want to reorganize my closet. I'm going to bid and people bid on humans like it was okay to do. I mean, I'm telling you, like, we were so not culturally diverse at, at, in our youth group growing up, like, especially early on. We got a little bit more culturally diverse a little bit later. But, like, people, dude, people were bidding on us like, like it was the 1830s. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean... Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was, I, I look back and just shock and terror. Like we didn't even know. We, okay. I hope I get good money. I want, <laughs> I want to go six flags. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It was bad. It was real bad. Yeah. Well, along those same lines, we did in October of every year, <laughs> we sold uh, TP insurance. Uh, you you you've talked about this. This is wonderful. Okay, t- so, t- again, you, you could buy for I think ten dollars a pop. You could buy a yard sign to go in your yard on Halloween night that protected you from getting TP, which means rolls of toilet paper being thrown in your trees. In yeah. case anyone's listening who doesn't know what that is, and if you didn't pay the ten dollars to get the yard sign, then the youth group would go out together and commit crime. <laughs> we would TP your yard. Yeah, absolutely. People get shot for that stuff now. I'm telling you, like, because we did the worst stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's not even that bad. Like, it was no. a mark of pride to get TP'd. It means somebody yeah. cared enough about you to come to your house. I remember once uh, someone, it was my senior year, they put, uh, they came out on a Saturday night and they used the shoe polish on my window. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wrote, <clears throat> okay, this is going to sound weird and, and braggadocious. It's not that. I promise. I was a fan of wrestling, and there was a wrestler called Kevin Nash, and his nickname was Big Sexy. He is a very tall fellow. I am also a very tall fellow, and so sometimes people would call me Big Sexy. Now, we were very affectionate in our youth group. I am remembering right now, we... Uh, we had a guy that we called Brown Love. He was one of our Hispanic friends, and he was just Brown Love. I still don't know his name. I only know him as Brown Love. One of my best friends, who was like a like an usher or a groomsman, I think he was a groomsman in my wedding. Um, like the very first time I met him, we were all running away from something, and we were all just jumping in the back of Justin's truck. And I jumped, and I'm a big fella, and so it it made a lot of noise and he got out to make sure that his truck was okay. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just big. He says, 
uh, no problem, sexy. And he kissed me on the cheek. And this is the first time I met him. We hugged in weird ways. We did the, uh, like, as as the youth band, like, when we prayed together, even though we were all guys, we would do the finger interlocking finger thing. Uh, and like, like that, Oh my goodness! Sam, um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pinching of nipples and poking of belly buttons. Like these are things that like, we didn't realize were like sexual assault. Like we, like it was not okay. <laughs> we were a very affectionate youth group, but it was all the guys. Like I'm, I, I'm telling you, like I, I have no problem. Even my best friend today. Like my, my lifelong best friend, who is my best friend in youth group, when we talk, we don't get off the phone without saying, I love you. Like, like that's like a very, that's, that's real. We're, we're close. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So anyway, so someone comes and puts big sexy on the back of my, 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 my pickup and my dad goes out and it's a Sunday morning and he comes in and he goes, (laughs) you better take that off of that truck before you go to church. And I'm like, but then, like, like I, the badge of honor that someone cared enough That's to come point. and call. Yeah, like, yes. I need people to see. I could not let people see it. Like, I had to take it off. I had to go out there with a razor blade and clean it up before I could go to That's Sunday school. I remember one night we, so, of course, our youth pastor, Pastor Rusty, was a favorite of being uh, TP'd. And so I remember he lived, my parents and I and my brother lived in the parsonage and Rusty and his family lived across the street. And I remember one night we decided to toilet paper his house. I think the, I think the Packers were playing. He's from, he, he was a big green Bay Packers fan and they were playing and maybe they lost. And so we decided to, I just love um, the level of detail you give me in these stories. (laughs) And (laughs) it feels like it's all important in the moment. Um, And so we decided to TP his house and then we were going to write, go Packers on his roof in flower, which doesn't sound like that big a deal, but in the morning when it's a little bit damp. Yeah. Yeah. You, and the flower gets you put wet. paste up there. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the worst thing you could do is put a hose on it to try to wash it off. It's just going to make it more yeah. cakey. I love you, this. Guess, guess who provided the flower for us? My your mom. Dad? Oh, I love Andrea's mom. <laughs> oh, no, not mom. my dad. I was say your dad. Pastor Al didn't do anything no, like that. No. no, my mom. She came out there in her muumu and uh, tur- ha- held Whoa. the flashlight while we did it. <laughs> Whoa, she's mad at you now. All she right. is so mad at me right now. Okay, so <laughs> late nights, like you're spending time with your friends, doing that kind of stuff. Okay, retreats. Let's talk about retreats. Being able to stay yeah. the night in a hotel, and your goal was to get the one chaperone who could give two craps about what you did. That's all you wanted. Yes. That's all you wanted. Or the one who would bring fireworks. You know what I'm talking about? Like the people who definitely were trying way too hard to be the cool dad. You you understand what I'm talking about. I, I do. Okay. It, it's different for the girls. Okay. Because well, the girls, I don't, girl chaperones, only thing they want to make sure is that their girls don't get pregnant that night. Is that, is that fair? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think so. And boy chaperones is just please don't destroy the hotel. I cannot afford. Yes, it. yes. okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that's about right. I think the girl chaperones because I have both been a girl in the youth group and I have been a girl chaperone for girls. I think our main motivation is like. We want to sit around and have those deep conversations. That's what we want. We want to be the cool one that they 
unload all their problems to you. Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think the boys think that way. I think the boys are thinking Look, I can what make can my we get fart, away with I, when I fart, I can make it like blow a blow a flame if I hold a lighter right here. <laughs> very much that. Yeah. That's very different from okay. the girl rooms. Yeah, I'm I'll, I would really hope so. Can we just Okay. I don't want to go down there. All right. So um, but to, in the vein of trying not to get people pregnant, that's why you couldn't date. There's no dating allowed in youth groups, but you could. What's that word? Court. Yes, you could. You could definitely court. Hey, what does it mean to court somebody? Well, it's very similar to dating. Yeah, it's dating. That's exactly right. It's dating, that's dating, actually. Yes, yes. A few more rules, maybe, but it's dating. It's You're date- just dating them. It's dating, but you also like have to show up and like talk to the parents, is what it is. Um, right. But, yeah. Which brings me to uh, another point of, of youth group culture. Uh, so, <clears throat> lock-ins. Can we talk about lock-ins for a second? Yes. Um, <laughs> what is a lock-in? Oh, it is a it's extreme torture for one thing. Ooh, ooh, I for didn't who? like uh, well, for me, even as a teenager, I I didn't like lock-ins when I was a teenager. I didn't care for them as an adult either. But uh, so a lock-in is it's just what it sounds like. You are locked in to the church all night long. Yeah. So it may start at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. And it's over at seven on Saturday morning. Okay, and you so are they're probably locked gonna, in the church. They're probably going to give you dinner. What are you having for dinner that night? Pizza. Pizza, of course. Now every probably Little Caesars. Okay, hot for, and ready. That's what I was going to ask for you. It was Little Caesars. Um, for Julie, I asked her about it. It was Mr. Jim's at her at her church growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, for us, it was Domino's. Okay, like every church has the one place where they and hey. Here's a little tip about uh, which location your your pizzas are coming from. Uh, where does your youth pastor like pizza from? That's the only thing. That's the thing. Because if it's like, uh, I really like Papa John's, guess what you're getting? Papa John's. Papa John's. Like, it's whatever the youth pastor likes. That's because that way he can, he doesn't. Occasionally you'll be like, oh, wouldn't it be, uh, wouldn't it be awesome if we got like a, a eight foot sub from Subway? Uh, that's a bad idea. Always, because um, they never all get eaten. They just fall apart, and then it's just lettuce all over the place that you have to sweep up at 2.30 in the morning. That um, shredded lettuce. And y'all, you can't use a broom on shredded no, lettuce because it just sticks to the concrete not, floor. Concrete? What are you talking I thought you meant a uh, carpeted gym. Hello. Um, <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be the case. So... <laughs> Uh, wow. Uh, By the way, there are people who are like, yes, I forgot about that. Um, also, so lock-ins is where, um, the awkward people get to kiss for the first time. Um, can we talk about this? Uh, is that okay? I don't know that I know this and this may be an inappropriate question, but, um, was, was your first kiss at a lock-in? It was not. Oh, okay. That's that's all we'll say about it. I know. I know you were. It was um, not. Audrey, tell me about your first kiss. Nope. <laughs> Moving on. Was your was your first kiss at a lock-in? Moving um, on, Seth. My my first like real kiss? Yeah, absolutely was at a lock-in for sure. Oh. Yeah. Because 
guess what you're doing in the church at midnight? Uh, you're playing. Go ahead. I was going <laughs> to. Truth or dare? Never no. have. Never have I ever. Uh, spin the bottle. Um, all of the seven minutes in heaven. Any of these things. No. What? That's not what we were. We were playing hide and go seek in the church with all well, the lights off. Oh, yeah. Hide and go seek is just pretense for hooking up in, in the in the basement. You had a very different youth group. We were a very affectionate youth group. <laughs> y'all, were, y'all were inappropriate. We I didn't do those things. Okay. But yes, hide and go seek. Absolutely. Hey, is there a scarier place to be? <laughs> Other than a completely dark church. To this day. To. I am years old. And I do not like. I know. I'm just saying it. I'm I'm just. I've decided to just own it. I do not like walking through the sanctuary at Bethesda with all the lights off. You do know that I've bleeped your. Something's going to get me. I've bleeped your age every single time up until now. I'm just letting you know. So. (laughs) You can bleep it again if you want. I will. Okay, done. Um. (laughs) Yeah, no, a a, chur- a dark church is terrifying. And especially so if you're scary. raised Pentecostal because you know that the church is where spiritual warfare happens, so there's definitely demons there. And if you read uh, This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti. Frank Peretti, yes! Absolutely. Done. I'm out. Oh, I'm done. Okay, um, since we're talking about uh, pop culture from the 80s, do you remember Dawson McAllister? The the radio show? the Like the... The teen radio yes. show, at like that would happen at midnight. Yes, Dawson McAllister, um, Breakaway Magazine. You familiar? Remember Breakaway Magazine or H or HM Magazine? Heaven's Metal. Yeah, yeah. Tooth and Nail Records for sure. Solid State. Yeah, I mean, come on, we a- absolutely okay. So when you show up for youth group, mm-hmm. are are the posters hung vertically or are they hung askew? A bit, a bit diagonally for the edginess of it. Well, if you're cool, yeah, then they're slightly askew. Yeah, yeah, ab- not too much. No, no, not just, too much. Just, just, just a little enough. bit where you know that it's on purpose, right? So right. That, so that Ethel doesn't, Sister Ethel doesn't come in and go. They can't even hang the posters right. Um, let's talk about youth bands. Did you, did your, did your youth group have a youth band? That only did cool hip music. Well, we had the youth band that did did all the worship, all the worship, and all the worship, all the worship. Like, no, not oh, all of the worship, but like, all like of for the, for the adult Sunday service. Night. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes, Ooh. sometimes we did. Ooh. Yeah, we had some really good musicians. Yeah, we we're pretty impressive. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I. There's a part of me that wishes I could go back and relive some of those things, knowing what I know now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yeah, we had a youth band that, I'm sorry, I'm like, nostalgia is welling up inside of me, you guys. Hey, that's what this episode is. It is designed for people's nostalgia to be be engaged. Yeah, for sure. Well, we, we, our youth band always performed, uh, competed at fine arts. Yes. And we always expected to win because we just... We thought we were the best. Yeah. We didn't always win, but we did win some. Yeah. Uh, that, that Absolutely. Absolutely. So our, our youth band um, would, would do some of the adult services. Um, I do specifically remember one service where I saw an elderly lady 
with um, I'm going to I'm going to do this the best the way that I possibly can. I'm going to just try to describe it. So she's sitting there and she has her elbows uh, uh, parallel to the ground. Right. So they're up in the air and her elbows are bent and her fingers are put into both ears. So I, I need to just the reason I tell you about where her elbows are is because she wasn't like elbows in tucked in trying to like trying to just show like not, not I don't want to show anybody that this is really loud. No, she was sitting up straight, full on, just angry face. Just mm, this is too loud. So With this rock um, music, and it wasn't even rock music. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was like it might have been a Keith Green song or something. I don't it know, was, but it wasn't a hymn on an organ, so it was it, rock music. So it, mu- it must be that devil's music. Um, all right, so we have uh, we have trips, we have uh, lock-ins that we talked about um, making out in the basement. Um, well, why are you looking at me with that? Okay, so I was going to say puppet ministry, but that's that's children's stuff, so that that that's a little bit too young. Uh, youth rallies, dude, yeah. rallies. We had uh, like your like your Winterfest rallies or Acquire mm-hmm. the Fire. Um, yeah, I mean. This also incorporated a trip with a hotel, so that was good. This might have been a little, fun. little bit different than like a mission trip that was going to be kind of similar. Might have all been put in there together. Um, what about uh, what about see you at the pole? Well, I was just going to say we always did in my town. We did see you at the pole, and then we had a rally that night. Oh, at and because our church was the the largest building in the town then we hosted yeah and so we always we and we used to do it we would do it in the sanctuary and then a couple of years we started we had a big campground and we hosted it down by the mill pond and everybody just came out and sat out on the grass around the pond and we brought out the sound system and set it up outside and had to see you at the pole rally so everybody who came to pray that morning came to the rally that night I, uh, Mississippi, right? Yes. Okay. Are there people listening who may not know what see you at the pole is? I don't. Okay. It's a possibility, but let's, let's talk about see you at the pole. Uh, oh, let's definitely do that because I've got a fun story to tell, but what is see you at the pole? Go ahead. So see you at the pole. I think it's typically held the third Wednesday in September. Wow, you're getting into details again. I that no, sounds right. That sounds, that right. sounds right. I think so. <laughs> so well, because it was a national thing. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, if you experienced it in Tyler, and I experienced it in Hurley, and so everybody would show up to, at their schools on that Wednesday morning or whenever it could have been another day, whatever, um, at like seven a.m. And they would pray at the flagpole yeah. and they'd pray for their school and they would pray. And it was a great witnessing tool. And we would sing, we would sing songs. Well, I, I remember one year. Um, <clears throat> okay. So we were raised Pentecostal. Yeah. Pentecostals pray different than Baptist. We do. Everybody can back off, right? Let's just, it is. Just, a thing. It's just true. So at our high school, what we would do is that everybody in a sign of unity would all join hands around the flagpole, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, you know, this, this is the thing is that you would squeeze the hand of the person next to you and it's their turn to pray. And so everybody would pray out loud and you didn't have to. So if you got your right hand squeezed, you would just squeeze your left hand and, right. and move it on down the road. 
Well, when it came to our youth group, we're not going to pass up to pray, pass up a chance to pray out loud. So it gets to it gets to the the Rose Heights youth group, where you know Church of God, we're we're going to go after it. And all of a sudden, you know, you've heard uh, people just like, oh, "Dear Father, just Amen." Amen. Oh, Father God, <laughs> we pray that you would send your fire to this campus, that you would burn the fire of the sin away, and that you would just let your oh. great remnant survive. And we pray that you would free the people of the chains of bondage and sin. God, we pray that you would break the bondage of alcoholism and nicotine use and pornography in the name of... I'm t- like, we... <laughs> and then you'd squeeze it and like, and Father God, we pray that you would forgive everyone who, will, who, who, who think it's more important just to party and not love you, Father God. And Father God, we pray to Father God, to Father God, and Father God. And, and, and then that would just keep on going down the road. Like, like, uh, like... And then you get done praying and feel good about it and look up and it's just 400 just looks of terror of, of, of other believers just not at all used to praying for the fire. And by the way, I'm not making fun of us praying for the fire. I think that's the right way to pray. You're not – if you think so that you I'm making pray. fun, you uh, – yeah, have you not heard me pray? This is the way that this goes. <laughs> um Okay, but not si- everybody prays that way. No, not everybody <laughs> prays that way. Uh, side note, um, sometimes uh, my music pastor will ask me to pray, and I will look at him, and I will shake my head. You do not want me to pray right now. <laughs> I'm about you don't to, want pray me to pray something. pray for this. No, I, I'm going to make people uncomfortable uh, whenever oh. I pray, dear Father, please forgive us. <laughs> please forgive us. Okay, no, stop. Stop it. Okay. Um. I, I, you do not want me to to pray for that at all right now, and you just don't want to. Um, nope. Okay, let me. We had a larger youth group, and we're in Texas, and there's a little bit of. Um, again, we were an affectionate youth group, but we also were real big on the purity culture. Um, did you guys ever have girls win free T-shirts for dressing inappropriate uh, during a, a church event? Well. I don't remember. I don't remember it being an issue because we went to youth camp at the AG, the Assemblies of God State yeah. Camp, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or District Camp, which it was Mississippi District, and all the girl we we didn't do mixed bathing, so it just never came. <laughs> okay, up. I, I'm sure we've talked about it on the show before, <clears throat> but mixed bathing is a funny, funny phrase. <laughs> Um, I re- I actually didn't hear that term until I was in college at Brownsville. Okay, and, okay. And somebody said it from the pulpit, and I was like, "What are you talking?" About? But yeah, so swimming, like the girls swam, and then the guys swam on different schedules. They never swam together. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you there was can't... no mixed bathing. But even even when it was just. The girls, you still had to wear either a one piece or a t shirt over oh, yeah, a two piece. Definitely could not wear a two piece. Yeah, because 
bellies will cause your bro- brother to stumble. Apparently. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what about, <clears throat> and, and listen, if, if you did cause your brother to stumble and if you are a brother who did stumble, then it might be time for you to write that sin down on a piece of paper and dispose of it in a mystical way, such as throwing there, it into a bonfire. There are several ways for you to do this. <clears throat> Nailing it to a cross. Nailing it to a cross. Got her. Okay. Did you ever, you ever did that? You ever like... Absolutely. Full on, full on, like, the youth pastor went to Home Depot and bought hammers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we're going to do this. It's going to be a thing. All right. So one person, and like, I, I can't find one person commented that their youth pastor had everybody write their sin on flash paper and then nailed it to a cross and then lit the whole cross on fire and the whole thing went up in flash paper because... Oh, that's fancy. That's very cool. I'm telling you. But, you know, Andre, it may not just be your sin that's actually bogging you down. Mm -hmm. It's probably the music that you're listening to. Well, yeah, absolutely. That secular music stuff is going to get you. Can I tell you how upset I am that I lost some great CDs in the 90s? Yes, because I did as well. Yeah, I mean... Smashing Pumpkins, my my entire my entire collection of Smashing Pumpkins gone, gone. Now yeah. now given today, I have Spotify. That's fine, but mm-hmm. but then man, I mean it, it was it was super. I had to go to a Christian college and stream it all from Napster and steal it from them again, you know, to be able to listen <laughs> to their music again. So so let's let's talk about that because maybe some people didn't do this. I can't imagine if you grew up in a youth group in the nineties that you didn't do this. Yeah. But if the the non-Christian secular music that you're listening to is causing you trouble, then we're going to have a special service yeah. for that. Yeah. So, hey, next week, bring all of your secular CDs. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to break this bondage. And I showed up with my NSYNC and my Backstreet Boys CDs. Oh, and you just threw them in there and said, bye, bye, bye. I didn't just throw them in there. I we broke them. We literally oh, broke them in half. Of course. And I'm still mad because I loved that Hanson CD. Yeah. Mbop was a bop. A bop. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Get out. We're done. No. Um. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> no. It was. No. It was. It was solid. It was solid. Okay. What? Um, oh man! Okay, I'm gonna say two words, and uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna see what happens. You ready? Yes. Chubby bunny. No. Oh. <laughs> Hated that game. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but this was a big deal about youth groups. Is icebreakers? We're gonna mm-hmm. play a game, and. Why was it always we're going to make you eat something? We're going to make you eat something I nasty. Know. I I don't get it. Um my my youth pastor was a fan of uh of um Saturday Night Live. We've talked about this. I played Matt Foley the motivational speaker um <laughs> actually really well. I mean yes, I, I mean see, if you I could see that. Yeah, I, I, look at the glasses I'm wearing uh, right now. Right okay, now. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um 
And so uh, one of... <laughs> One of the things was uh, he was like, if we can get 250 kids here on Sunday or on on this Wednesday, uh, I'll eat a goldfish. And and I was like, I'm in character and I'll eat a goldfish too. You know that whole thing. And uh, and so then I like I was in character, but then he held me to it. And so then all of a sudden, like the next Wednesday, I'm there like eating a live goldfish. So there's something that made you do. Or um, you you remember the game where uh, they would. Uh, they would have baby diapers out and then there would be stuff in the baby diapers. You had to eat the poop out of the baby diaper, but it wasn't poop. It was like either peanut butter or pudding or some something. Yeah. No. It was or a, like a melted candy bar and you had to yeah. figure out what kind of candy bar it was. A Snickers yeah. or a Twix or Milky Way. Oh, yeah. You know, there, yeah, yeah. there are adult grown women who still think that game is funny for baby showers. Yeah, they're, they're wrong. Um, it's not absolutely. funny. No, they should read a book. And also, um, please stop setting forest fires just to tell people the genitalia of your baby. Like nobody cares about that. Can you please not? You've destroyed thousands of people's lives, and no one cares if it's uh, oh. Sorry. Um. Oh my goodness! Uh, what about uh, Christian movies to scare the scare the hell out of you? Literally to scare the hell out of you. Like even in the '90s, they were playing the '70s version of the Thief in the Night. You know what I'm so- talking yes, about? Yes, like, absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure I got moved up to like Left Behind and that kind of that kind of uh, um, saccharine stuff later. Um, <laughs> oh, what else? What else could you actually burn or get rid of if you like had cigarettes? Right, all that can go into to a bin. Uh, we would we would have like a altar calls and people would like leave their cigarettes and stuff like that on the altar call. And so it's mm-hmm. not all negative. I mean, people were like really we we had a really yeah. good youth group that like we um, too. Lo- loved each other. Like I said, my big lifelong friends came from youth group, not from school. So yeah, um, we just we loved being together. We loved hanging out. We loved serving together. Honestly, I mean, we did. You know, we, we laughed earlier about those those slave auctions, but we would we would do events where we were we were cleaning things up. We were cleaning up the yard of an elderly person, or we were just finding some way to serve, or serving at the church, or something like that. So it was. You're right. It wasn't all negative. There were there were some really positive things that we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whether it was a car wash fundraiser. Mm-hmm. or um hand checks in the back of the church van or um chain reaction vomiting in the back of a church van <laughs> or trying to convince people it's so late you can't say that <laughs> nope i sure can't and i'm taking it out <laughs> gosh um but uh word but but the the thing that i keep coming back to is uh is those icebreakers right because that's really just christian hazing right (laughs) is that really what it is yes and i hated when i started when i was working for the youth department at, at bethesda Josh Geert, pastor josh who are youth pastor used to laugh at me when we would go to youth camp because the games that they would make these kids play would disgust me. And I would just be like sitting in the back 
and being like rolling my eyes thinking, could they please come up with something that I, I will never forget. One of the games was SpongeBob, like gummy candies. And you, you and a partner went up there and you had to, your partner had to lick the candy and stick it to your face. No. And at the end of the game, whoever had the most stuck to their face won. And I, I told Josh, I said, that is, that is inappropriate. It's disgusting. It is unhygienic. And I do not think that our kids should participate. Anyway, he got a kick out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But yeah. That's all it was, was hazing. Absolutely. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm just going to read some of these others, some of these other things. Okay. Um, going to the mall to witness. That was, uh. That that sounds that sounds fun. Um, let's see here. Signing virginity uh, until marriage promises. Um, crazy. Oh, oh, sorry. Cheesy Christian T-shirts. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch see. of those. Oh, of course you did. Um, let's <laughs> see. Oh, driving scavenger hunts around ta- town. Yeah. yeah. Um, smoking marijuana in the church parking lot. I don't think that that was universal. I think that nope. that was just for this one person. And um, didn't happen to my church. Not that I knew of anyway. Oh, it definitely <laughs> happened at your church. Listen, um, <laughs> youth pastor stealing lame jokes from Jay Leno. That's that was good. Watching the princess bride and anxiously waiting to hit mute over the swear words. Uh, for sure. Chubby bunny again. What about uh, broom ball? Broom ball was a thing and ice skating rinks that hmm. probably not in, in Mississippi. Uh, oh, this no, one's no, sweet. This one's real sweet. Holding hands in the church van. Oh, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I do. Um, I do remember. Did you ever hold hands in the church van? At least tell me about the, tell me about your first kiss. Um, moving I'm just on moving. <laughs> Somebody got really upset about a lock-in. They're like, what is a lock-in? I'm like, well, calm down. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, trips to acquire the fire. What about 30-hour famine? Did you guys ever do 30? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't do it as a youth. As as a youth. I did it as a youth leader. Okay. At, and we did, we split up in the tribes, and I would always, whatever country that we were, that was the theme country for that year, because I was in charge of the food that we would use to break the 30 hour fast yeah i would make it theme oh themed to the country that we were in of course you do that that that's that is perfect um i love that okay how about uh human videos uh, well yeah we competed in that category of, at of, fine arts of course you did okay i like this one Getting screamed at by the youth pa- youth pastor until he's red in the face for not inviting more kids to attend. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, oh. no, maybe not. May- maybe you had a good one. Okay. Um, how about bringing a friend to see a band that you swear is good despite being Christian, only to have them bust into altar calls three songs in? Remember that? You'd be like, oh. No, it's like the, I promise you're gonna be great. They're, they're really, really good. Here, listen to the record. It's real, real good. And then and it is. It is real good. And uh and and then yeah. Um it's a little different life. Yeah. Did you guys ever do uh fifth quarter? Oh, yeah. You guys did for sure. We remember I remember talking about you guys being yeah. heathens for going to football games. But fifth quarter for sure. Well, Friday night lights in Mississippi is a real thing too. Yeah, absolutely. 
I don't like this one. Going on mission trips, and it's in quotes, to save people in foreign countries. Uh, but really, it's just disguised um, uh, poverty tourism. I, uh, I, ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that might be happening sometimes. But also... I do know that my youth group went and painted a, a a building one time that had been painted the week before by the youth group that was there the week before. Um, <laughs> so that that is something that happens. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of true love waits. Um, a lot of again, it was a, apparently it was an issue. It was it it really was. But um, I just want to say, uh, oh, here's another one. Sorry. Side hugs. Um, side hugs were a big deal because while we were a very affectionate youth group, still guys and girls could not do frontal hugs because um, inappropriateness inappropriateness might, may happen. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to say this, though. My personal experience with youth, youth group and youth group culture was that I experienced a lot of bad I experienced a lot of good. And in my experience, the good far outweighed the bad. The relationships that I built there that were positive mean more to me in the length of my life than the ones that I, that, that happened that were negative. Right. Yeah. Um, am I thrilled about, um, you know, every relationship that I had coming out of youth group? No. Are people that I was in relationship with in youth group thrilled that I existed in their life? No. Um, I'm <laughs> thinking about a couple of girls I dated and they probably would have been better off without me. And that's okay. I understand. Um, but what I'm saying is, is that for me, uh, youth group was a positive influence on my life. Like it really was. It And it gave me the foundation to be able to go off into, you know, like even Christian school where a lot of people fall apart and be like, no, I've experienced this before this, you know, this, right. and, and it was beneficial for me. I don't know. Um, it sounds like you also had a, a beneficial youth group experience. Yeah. I, you know, I think about, and, and I don't, I don't want to belittle anyone's experience that had, had a negative traumatic things that happened. I, I get that. And, and there, cause there is evil in the world. And I totally, I totally get that. But sometimes I think that people tend to only focus on the negative, even if it was such a small part and they completely disregard anything positive. And I remember something that pastor Dan, uh, our pastor at Bethesda says that I, when I worked there and I would work with him on funerals, he would always pray this over the family and say, Lord, remind me of the good memories. Yeah. You know, fill my head with the good memories, you know, and, and talking about, cause there were people that would come through and for a funeral and they would have on, they would have negative memories with the person who died. And he would say, but Lord, remind me of the good things because it's in the past now. It, you can't change it. You know, there's nothing you can do to change it. So think about the good things. So that's what I that's what I hope that that people who are listening and are maybe going, yeah, my youth group is terrible, or all I can think of is the negative. Is I, I would just pray that you can remember the positive, because and and not focus so much on the negative because I think that 
there is some positive in, in it. And like you said, and, and for me as well, it there are relationships and there are things that happened in that youth group that are going to stay with me forever. You know, good things, good things that are going to stay with me forever that helped make me who I am today. And I'm grateful for it. That's good. Okay. If there was one thing from youth group culture that you could bring into adult church culture, what would it be? (laughs) There were, there were fun things that we did, but I think that if there was one thing I could do as an adult that I did as a, as a youth, it would be, and not to be so spiritual or, or Jesus juke or anything, but I worshiped with an abandon that I don't have today oh. that I don't it, to the same, to the same degree. I, I remember, and maybe some of it was emotionalism. Some of it maybe was getting caught up in the hype at the moment, but there was a freedom that I had as a teenager worshiping and leading worship and being involved in worship that sometimes I just, I'm a little more restrained today and I kind of wish that I could go back. Yeah. So, and I don't know, maybe go toilet paper somebody's house. See, I was going to say TP in people's houses, but I'm glad. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Uh, (laughs) That was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that sneaking around at night. Yeah. I mean, I miss, um, when you're an adult, it's really hard to make friends, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. like when when your entire social group is everybody in youth group, like you just, I feel like I had way more friends back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it was easier to do that. Like I miss hanging out with people in general. And part of that's because of- COVID-19! Um, but also part of it is just like, as an adult, I don't get to like hang out with friends as much. I got like other responsibilities. Right. I wish that there was a way to like have more community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so, so that's that. All right. Uh, you want to check the B? Let's do it. All right. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Atheists launch no lives matter movement. Jeez. Ah! (laughs) all right audrey what's your not for me (laughs) oh man um well so there's this trend that kind of irritates me and it's using the word tribe to talk about your friend group (laughs) i don't know why i don't know why it irritates me but it does People are going to do it anyway, and that's fine. But you're not ever going to hear me referring to my tribe. I'm not going to talk about my tribe. I'm just not. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> okay. That, no, it's not for me. I get it. There you that, go. There, there, there you have it. How about you? Mine is uh, my. I don't. I, I don't know how to necessarily describe this, but um. I. <laughs> Sometimes when you're going through a drive-thru, you don't want Mm -hmm. a burger, you don't want a chicken sandwich, you don't, you you know, and you want to try to eat something healthy. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, um, some, some of these, uh, fast food places, I can't call them restaurants, but fast food places, uh, they'll sell you a salad 
but they're going to put fruit in that salad and it's not a fruit salad. You know what I'm saying? Like like some mandarin oranges or something. Exactly. Like mandarin oranges or like strawberry slices or blueberries. And and by the way, I understand that there's a place for that. But also, I don't trust. Like, first of all, why do I trust a fast food place with a salad in the first place? Right? I don't know. Right. I'm definitely getting salmonella. Period. Like if I'm trying to be healthy and lose weight, that's the best way to do it is go eat a salad from a fast food place and you will yeah. have the diarrhea. Um, but, <laughs> but like if I'm going to do that, I also don't want the, uh, the, I don't want the fruit that comes in said salad. So yeah. Wendy's and Chick-fil-A, please, please stop. But it's also probably my fault. I should probably, mm-hmm. I should probably just be getting, uh, getting fried chicken to begin with. So I like well, fried chicken. Yeah, so I mean, can't argue with that. Yeah, and also sometimes it feels like the fruit on those salads is really mushy. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, it's like it's been sitting there. It's probably like what they Chick Fil A takes it out of the fruit cups that didn't sell the day before and puts it in the salads for that's the next right. day. That's right, and that's below your standards, Chick Fil A. And I, you guys, you know that we're a big fans of Chick Fil A, but that's still below your standards. Okay, so there I am. That, that's that's it. That's a show. <laughs> That's a show. Yes, we talked it is. about youth group pop. Not not even youth group pop culture, just youth group culture, just and kind of growing culture. up. And and so hopefully we have uh, invoked some positive memories, and that we apologize if we've uh, invoked some some negative memories as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully we can engage with your outrage because the thoughts and opinions of, of this show don't represent the thoughts and opinions of any church that we might be associated <laughs> with, and we they're not the final word. <laughs> And, they and we are not. Love, they, we would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on any of the topics that we discussed today. Absolutely. Don't forget to like and follow and comment on all of the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as a reminder, for every comment we get on Apple Podcasts, we'll donate a dollar to a local charity or ministry. And just remember the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or another episode and then to hit subscribe because we're going to be back again next week. Yes, absolutely. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday.